Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 90. Wow. I know. We have rounded up another 10 episodes of this show. That's 10 episodes away from 100, which we have a very special thing happening for 100. Are we going to announce that today because we're 10 episodes away? I just did. Well, you did, oh, no, no, but we're not going to say no. No, I didn't say what it was. I just said that. But are we going to say what it is? I want to no. know what it is. Well, you're not going to find out what it is. You actually do I know what it is. I want you to show me. Well, remember when, remember when we visited Flora that one time and we created characters for something? And, oh, no. Yeah, so... Um, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I just... I, I hinted <laughs> at what we could possibly be doing for episode 100. Oh, no. Anyways... <laughs> I am the stupid awesome analyst, Jonathan, and with me is the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Hello. And the fangirl, Victoria. Hi. And of course, from uh, the Boston Bass Brigade, we have Evan. I feel like I've been on this show long enough, like... <laughs> yeah, and Wicked Anime's Evan. <laughs> Seriously. Well, you a new nickname, then. Well, he's just King Baby Duck. Yeah, he's always no, been King Evan. Baby Duck. Um, yes, I am. So I've been... I, I played... We just posted up a video as of, as of today of this recording. It's been out for two weeks now, but the uh, Wicked Anime or Wicked Anna Play Overwatch highlights, um, which have been shared a lot. Ridiculously fun. Oh, so fun. But last night I got to play some more and I was, uh, I jumped on and it was just me uh, or, and two Wicked fans. And it was Jessica, um, who we met mm-hmm. at Anime Boston. Uh, she's also on the highlight reel, actually, and Big Bad Shadow Man. And Big Bad Shadow Man was on the highlight reel as well. We play with them all the time. It's so cool that I get to go on and just play with fans like it's normal. Like That's the normal only way. reason I want to buy a PS4. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I've been playing Overwatch on James's Xbox One for like the past, ever since it came out. I've just been playing like every day. It's fun, I'm but with good no at it friends. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> the only reason why you want to buy a PS4? Come on, what about San Kagura Festival verse? That would be really fun. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know, but it's a good excuse though to be like, yes. I want to play with fans and I want to play with. The guys like, yes. want to yeah. join people, and that's a really I play good with reason. My apartment, though, like we all play together, and yeah. it sounds really funny because yeah. we'll all be yelling from our rooms. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. But, we have three Xboxes in one apartment, but, but that is a really good reason mm-hmm. to get. Yeah. I mean, and because to play with fans, and I'm telling. Hopefully, next Yay. week, yeah. James is gonna help me. Oh, that'd be fun. Maybe. Um, and <laughs> see, that's the thing. Um, playing with fans is, in fact, really rewarding. Like, mm-hmm. and and not to mention. 
<laughs> but when I was playing last night, uh, we had three randoms on our team because it was just the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jessica, Big Bad, mm-hmm. and me all work really well together. Like, we did a really good job. What were the characters? Um, so Big Bad likes to play a Zarya. Uh, Zarya. <laughs> okay. Um, Which he's the only God, one, really. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jessica plays as Mercy. She, okay, I want to go on record as she is probably the best Mercy I have ever seen. She got another. She got another play of. The, there's a play of the game in our hi- mm-hmm. highlight reel of it, but she got another play of the game uh, for for as resing, Mercy. Yeah, resing the whole team. She gets played. Mercy, the they can't even fight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Mercy and, can fight. She won. She's got the little pea shooter. But, um, she can still fight. I'm just saying. And uh, and I play and I switch between uh, Reinhardt and Tracer. Okay. And last night I was getting really really good with Tracer. Like I, I finally figured out you know the perfect patterns for blinking around mm-hmm. and actually being able to control it. And uh, every time I hear her do her little <gasps> like gas thing, I know how, that I have to rewind time to get mm-hmm. my health back. Uh, it's it's so I good. I love that trick with Tracer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never knew that. I never. Yeah, knew that. And you get all your health back. It's so. Nice. Well, I knew. Not that, I knew. It, but like a good I knew she had that, but, but she, I didn't yeah, know the gas. Yeah, she makes a noise when when it's time to do it. And um, oh, that's, well, that's crazy. That's when she's about to die. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, too, is uh, that's good game design. Yeah. So uh, the other thing is, too, <laughs> they all do it when they're about to die. Well, I, so, I don't. I'm bad. I run. I run away. <laughs> oh, okay. He goes beep boop beep boop beep. Um, it's really. Cool. It's and really funny when you're playing as Tracer to watch the kill cams. So when you die as Tracer, you watch the kill cams, and it's just a frantic person being like, "Where did he go? Where did Tracer go?" You know, because you don't know. It's she's so confusing to play as. It's fun. My yeah. my part was in discussing the fact that we want to try and like maybe like in a boss or taxi cosplay them at some point. Yeah. And we're like, who can we do? And they're like, Victoria, who would you do? I'm like, really? Brown hair, yeah. glasses a little on the heavier side? Who do you think <laughs> I would do? Like, literally, it's not even a question. Like, I have the chopstick to hold my hair up like that. I could do May so fast. It'd be so easy. <laughs> oh, man, you should do it. It'd be hot. <laughs> it would be, be so really hot. hot. I'd be sweating. I'd be dead, but it's fine. It would look cool. It yeah. would look really cool. It's the one cosplay I've done that I could actually wear my glasses at. <laughs> yeah. Time. Cool. Yeah, that so, shout out to Jessica and Big Bad Shadow Man. I want to play with I you guys too. Cannot wait to play with you guys again. And then, of course, also John Riley on the Dirty Issues Gaming channel. Oh yeah, on yeah. YouTube. If you guys have a chance to watch the highlight video, if you haven't yet, do it. We have some really amazing clutch matches. Like the, it goes right to the end, and the two winning two. We have a we have a, a bunch of winning matches, but um. Uh, towards the end, when we start winning, it's really exciting yeah. stuff. It's yeah. so cool. We played for an hour and forty minutes before we won our first <laughs> match. The first time we played <laughs> all together, we were just we were just gathering. You know, we were uh, getting used to one another. Now we're completely used to one another, and we have a plan. We know who what everybody plays as as a character. Mm-hmm. Every everybody knows how to work with one another. We now. have a great team now because of it. We do. <laughs> so um. <laughs> we've been um, we've been talking about this for eight minutes, and eventually we talk about anime on this podcast. Yeah, that's a thing. But who cares? Because we're watching about talking about yeah, Overwatch. <laughs> and by the way, for so your good. listeners, be sure to read my five star review of Overwatch on the Electric Sisterhood website too. Yes, yeah, and spoilers and five stars. And if you have a PlayStation Four, uh, let us know uh, right on the and, and play page. We play with fans. This is this is amazing. Yeah. It's so fun. So, also, if you have an Xbox One, I mean, boo, know, boo. I'm just saying. Yeah, if you want to downgrade from superior game, I know. I completely agree with you. But right now, it's all I have. I know. Okay? Everybody, all I have. everybody <laughs> would. Uh, most people would disagree with you. The 
PC master over race. See, I would. I can't I, I say too, that would... console right now because I have it in my room, and if I say the name, it just turns on automatically. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Xbox. Yeah. Um, I can't hear. I you. say it's time to ring the news bell. News. And we barely have any news whatsoever. We have a little bit. Um, I have I have one story that I want to start with because I thought this was amazing. If I can find the article because I completely forget where I found it. Good job. Probably Rocket News because it's my favorite. Yeah. Um, there is a book that came out from Japan. It's called Eshi de Irudo Sekai no Mega. And it is uh, from the publisher Side Ranch. And it's a coffee table book, you know, like one of those books that you just put down and people are like, oh, that's an interesting piece. Let's look at it, you know. So it's like a coffee table book that uh, it fuses artistic sensibilities of century-old paintings. So, like, you have uh, the Screaming Man, uh, you have, jeez, uh, like the Birth of Venus, all those sorts of things, but anime characters. So, like, they, so it's all completely redone. And it's not like the Moe thing where you have, like, you know, ships from World War II or you have dictators from history, you know, modified as girls. <laughs> no, this is just converted into manga and anime style from, so like it still has that painterly look, it still has the brush strokes and everything, but they're anime characters instead of, you know, the Renaissance paintings or whatever. Cool. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I thought it was great, and if I can get a hold of it, I think that would be Go on Amazon, yeah. go on uh, the J-List, they might have it on there. So that's all I have for news. Who else has news? Um, well, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the stuff that, um, uh, that we got for some fan service here because we do have some fan service stuff. And it looks like Mike sent us a story saying that uh, Battle Angel Alita cast that's, members have been cast. That's a really good point. Yeah. I completely forgot about Battle Angel Alita altogether because uh, they have an Alita now. But uh, more importantly, on top of that, we'll, we'll say who, who's Alita. Rosa Salara. No, Salazar. Salazar. Rosa Salazar is, has been cast as Alita, supposedly. So who, who, who uh, is she? She was in the Scorch Trials and uh, Man Seeking Woman. Oh, yeah, okay. So the Maze Runner series and... Uh, and uh, Evan, you've seen Man Seeking yes, Woman, Yes, right? I've seen Man Seeking Woman. She's a great actress on that show. Um, now, the, another important part of that article is that James Cameron said that he could get this movie out by 2017. Really? Yeah. Because uh, James Cameron's just producing it now. Yeah, because so, it's being directed by Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez, which I'm like... Which, for one thing, I like Robert Rodriguez movies. Every, like, Sin City was great. But... I don't know. Battle Angel Alita? Can he do it? We'll just have to wait and see. Let's just... Uh, so long it, as it's not like Spy Kids era CGI, it should be okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, think about his movies. He's done Planet Terror. He did Machete, yeah. right? Did he do Machete? Yes. Um, and then he did... Uh, and then he did Sin City. And I think the closest one to that would be Sin City. But it's just not the look of Battle Angel Alita at all. Like, I, I don't yeah, know. I, well, because um, it's really interesting because Elysium was already Battle Angel Alita, basically. Right, yeah. I still haven't seen Elysium, but I really want to. I've seen most of it, and I, I, I think it's great. Cool. Like, I, I love it. I, I think it's it, it has a great feel. It's, like, pretty much the same exact story as the OVA anime anyways. And uh, I love – can I just – I want to go on record saying I freaking love Battle Angel Alita. It's oh, yeah. such a good series, such good action – um, really good story, good characters, like some surprisingly good characters um, in, in certain ways. Like you, you're suspicious of some characters, but then they become allies and it's just like, ah, it's so good. Yeah, great action series. Uh, yeah, cool. 
Uh, it's it, the OVA. If you can find the anime, is two episodes. People say that's not it's not as great as the manga. Of course, John, then you have it on DVD, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, we we just bought it at Anime Boston. There's like a whole list of things we need to watch from, that you guys have. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Add it to it. I still haven't seen the um the wolf one. Wolf children? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I still have all my um. Uh, vinegar syndrome dvds that we still have yet to watch too <laughs> that's that's for a different time and place is, but yeah, you're you're correct that's a whole different monster yeah it's a whole different monster <laughs> but i just wanted that to make that point that is that's very good that's a very good point that was some useful news thank yeah, you thank course. you mike thank you mike for sending this evan did you have some gaming news um I have one for, for actual gaming news, and I have one that might be for your special fetish of the week thing. So, um, <laughs> so as you know, there a couple of years ago, there was this awesome little trailer that was released on PS4 called PT that was going to lead up to Silent Hills. But then Silent yes. Hills got canceled. Boo. For, but then there was some good news that there was going to be a spiritual successor by a company called Lilith Limited called Allison oh. Road. Yes, yes, I, I I'm super familiar with Allison Road, and it uh, is it out? It's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so scary. I know. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious. Lift Limited announces the cancellation of the Silent Hills and PT spiritual successor Allison Road, promising a statement on the matter in the coming days. That makes me so upset. Have you seen the Allison Road stuff? I know you probably haven't, Victoria. It's scary. It's no, scary. I, I haven't. I hadn't heard of it. Oh, it's, it's so scary. Like, really? they did a really good job at making a spiritual successor to, uh, to PT. Huh. Yeah, it's great. You should look up the Allison Road uh, footage that they had. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... I, I can understand. I mean, but it, it seems like the, the genre of horror game, like a true horror game, has gone away. I can't remember the last game that was, like, even remotely scary. I mean, Silent Hill, like, you think of the last Silent Hill games oh. that came up before Silent Hills. Silent Hills was going to be great. Yeah. Silent Hill Homecoming. And Downpour. Silent Hill Downpour. See, Downpour was a mess. Yeah. I actually did, I actually enjoyed Homecoming. Uh, it was very action-based, and... You see, I, I know I know Silent Hill isn't an action-based game, but I love Silent Hill too much not to play it, but Downpour was just broken. Like, like mechanically, it okay, was Okay, because I played Silent Hill Downpour when it was just showing off its pre-alpha at E3 many years ago, and even when I was playing it, I could tell how much of a broken piece of garbage it was going to be. Sad. Yeah, I don't play horror games, so I have nothing to comment in this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I love horror games. No, thank you. This is one of my favorite genres. The scariest thing I've played was Tomb Raider. Because, like, <laughs> wolves just came at you out of nowhere. You fell into pits of floating dead bodies. It was fun. <laughs> so. See, now I'm playing the new one. This makes me wish that we were a gaming channel because then we would have you on the VR set. Yeah. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, that's what's going to be related to the fetish of the you week that have I have. You're screaming every five seconds. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, uh, we don't have any strange news for you. I'm oh. sorry. It disappoints me when we have no strange news. Strange. But we do have a strange thing via Evan, apparently. A strange thing? He yeah. said it was a fetish of the week, strangely enough. It's time for a fetish of the week! What? Evan, you go first. Okay. We have two. This is going to be a double helping of fetish. Because we don't have all the news and stuff like that, we have a double helping of fetish of the week, and then we're going to follow with a double helping of statistics. So... 
I got I heard about this from a friend who forwarded me the email of it. Now I could either read you the email or I could read you the IGN news story about it. Which would you rather I do? Uh which one has better storytelling? That's a good question, because the the email is a bit more personable, but the but there's a little bit more information in the news story. Information? What's that? We don't do that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> So this this comes from a friend who um who writes from Marooners Rock. This year, Naughty America is excited to attend E3 Expo in LA June 14th and 16th to demo and showcase the latest in adult VR content. Naughty what? America oh has been on the forefront of technological advancements from HD to 4K and now VR adoption as the first major adult studio to produce VR content. It was bound to happen. It was, it was, it was yeah. and that was America's fetish of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. They are going to be featuring porn on the E3 floor. That is correct. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Think of the people who, I mean, like, th- think of, like, who goes to, it's not, it doesn't even matter who goes to E3. It's if more, you go it's on mainly, the floor. It's mainly, like, members of the press and members of the industry. Yeah, right. But if you go onto the floor and you demo pornography and let's say that, th- that it's even, let's say even that there's black sensor bars over everything that could be on the screen. <laughs> There is no black sensor bars that are the way, on the screen. The way that that VR gets into your head and tricks your brain into thinking that things are real, there is no possible way to avoid arousal. Uh, like so, there's going to be a lot of people walking away from that. Like, yeah. like, that between the, their legs, going. <laughs> yeah, bags are four guys. They're gonna yeah, like yeah. Have, yeah be sure, bag. be sure to get a large tote swag bag before you you go to demo that. The E three of boners, <laughs> or buy two hats. Two <laughs> I don't think that's going to do much. Fine, oh. then hang your press badge. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> so, so all, so a lot of my friends at that are on my Facebook want me to go see this, and like on one hand, like I don't know how I'm gonna feel about going to it. On the other hand, you'd be like, how stupid would it be to not check this out and see what it's going to be like? That is honestly the truth. That's gonna be what's happening. Everyone's gonna be like, no, I probably shouldn't. It's fine. They'll walk away five seconds later. I kind of want to see you it. You gotta look. Yes. Well, see, and and the thing is, though, they gotta at least they'll probably card people though. And be like, how? Old oh, they absolutely. Do? Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, you, you have, have to. to. Well, the thing is, you have to be eighteen to go to E three. Oh, I didn't. We all, um, was that always the case? Like even when it wasn't just uh, to it pre- wasn't for always the case, but when it became a more professional thing, that's when it started becoming more eighteen and older. See, it's going to be um, more prevalent when Japan starts making VR. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that was creepy. That laugh was really um, That was my bender laugh. Because um, <laughs> it's true, yeah. Because, um, see, American porn games that exist are just garbage. Like, they always have been, and they probably always will be, because it's always some third-party company that doesn't know how to animate. They don't know how to model. They're just like, we want to make a sexy game. You know? Yeah. And, like, uh, like that. 
Yeah, just like that. I'm but, sure, I mean, but when it comes like, is it sad that the Japanese 3D hentai looks so much better than most of like the live action mainstream movie Japanese 3D that's out there? No, the answer is no, um, because Japan actually puts time into this stuff. Yeah, and, you can make a career out of out of that industry in Japan. Yeah, and people do like that's why doujins are like there are artists who never proceed to make manga or anime or anything like that, they are strictly make a career out of being doujin and hentai artists because that's a real legitimate career in Japan. And, um, and so people put time into these games and, uh, and everybody knows that anime, the look of anime has been, believe it or not, scientifically structured to be more appealing than making a realistic 3D model in a video game. Because you have all the aesthetic and none of the reality. Yeah. So so games like that are going to be popping up like crazy and they're going to be insanely popular and the people of Japan will be an extinct race. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go Just saying. <laughs> Although I am curious to see if something like Umemaro 3D does a game for VR. Probably Illusion will. Or actually, oh no! Allu- See, so Illusion. When it comes to Illusion, for those of you who don't know who Illusion is, Illusion is Japan's number one 3D hentai game uh, company. Uh, they don't sell to the U.S. They are strictly Japan only. So if you're gonna try to get a game from them, you have to download it or buy it from Amiami uh, and import it. And then there's a bunch of patches and modders out there that can build a game, build the game, make it like that. Um, and so people have taken the Illusion games and made Oculus Rift compatible mods for those kinds of games. So it is happening, but through third parties. But eventually they will just have straight up virtual reality games from Japan. I fear for our f- future as the human race. <laughs> We're in the worst form of cyberpunk. I just want a video game that looks like I can do alchemy and that would make me happy. <laughs> Sorry, but so, what, what, okay, Andrew, what is... The best form of cyberpunk. That's a good question because none of them because they're all dystopias. Yeah, yes, so exactly. Cyber, cyberpunk is all about the dystopia and drugs and prostitution and the 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 reality that people don't actually live in is like so. So technically, the worst form of cyberpunk is the one where people live the best. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> and don't need to reproduce because they have virtual girlfriends and headsets. Oh God. <laughs> And boyfriend's Remember, fine. uh, did you ever see that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Sixth Day? Yes. Where, where Arnold Schwarzenegger's a clone and, or, or he's chasing You're his clone. Arnold clone. We are all clones. Yeah, and his, uh, <laughs> and his, uh, and his Jewish best friend has that virtual headset couch and he, like, lays on it and, yep. and like, the, the virtual lady comes out. That's gonna happen eventually. You watch The Sixth Day and you're like, that's now. That's not the future. That's now. Yeah. No, it's true. Yep. And that was America's Fetish of the Week! Yeah, that was weird. That... And now it's time for Japan's Fetish of the Week! So I have one, and uh, Evan found it this morning as well, but I found it on Friday, so screw you, Evan. Uh, <laughs> this guy on Instagram, Kinoko Hajime, he is a bondage artist. Okay. Now, if you go onto his integra- uh, Instagram, and I will pull up... There's some actually pretty impressive photos. <laughs> there are. Um, I okay. So, oh my gosh, he is. He uses rope. Those are in all of his art pieces. Kind of creepy. They are extremely kinda. creepy, and some of them are not safe for work. 
Um, there are some, the, the article that I found, though, were gorgeous because they were cosplay in part. I was hoping that I'd find his Instagram. <laughs> Put in Instagram. Yeah. Like, imagine just how many hours it took for him to just do the rope part before even putting the person into it. Okay, it's still bad. <laughs> it's still not good. Here we go. So you have ones that are these elaborate rope schemes that are almost like spider webs that take up an entire wall. And he writes words in them. Like this one that we're looking at right now is a girl dressed as a as like a Japanese schoolgirl with pink hair. Like an anime character. It's a cosplay. And then in rope, he wrote kawaii across. And he's got this elaborate thing. Like there's this... It's like a he uses yeah, it's like a yarn ball. <laughs> yeah, right. He's using different colored rope. Uh, some of them are really, really scary looking, but some of them are fascinating. Some of them look like horror, like something straight out of a horror movie. Yeah, mm. I would not agree to get into one of those. Like, why would I? Yeah, for, it's, well, either for the sake of art or... It's not everyone's fetish. Yeah. Right. Same. I, uh, I am in no way, shape, or form any way into S&M at all. Okay. But, I'm not against bondage, but that's just a lot of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's that's what I mean, too. I, I'm, Where do you get all that rope from? It's, it, Pretty much in my mind, like... A Home Depot. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's that's what I, what I'm saying it, it too. It looks like one of those mazes you get to find your way out of. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't knock in any way. Oh my God. Yeah, that one's cool. Uh, that that one looks like you know when you were a kid and you used to use the pen tool to just draw lines across it, and then you filled all the lines in with it with yeah. MS Paint and made like a stained <laughs> yeah. glass window. Uh, that that's what this one looks like. Anyways, it looks um, like a yarn ball threw up. Yeah, I'm. I'm not uh, like I'm not into it, but I never knock anybody's fetish because after going like getting into the whole anime world and everything like that, I appreciate that everybody has different things going on, and you know that's why I, I hate it when people make fun of furries because it's just like shop. You have something deep down in your dark secret I too, you know. A lot yeah. Of furries. I find that reason. That what? I'm friends with a lot of furries. Yeah, I know. I I, yeah. I feel that the same way, and it's just and some of them are just like really you are one, you know. But any, anyways, uh, some of them are this. Really cool. I, I'm not going to post a link to this because uh, he's it, it really not safe for work. Yeah, some, but of his yeah. but his uh, his Instagram is Hajime Kinoko, all one word. Yeah. So if you want to take a look, if it's your thing, not safe for work. Not safe no, for work. Not safe for work, but very artsy. Yeah. Extremely artsy. And that was Japan's finish of the week. So um. I don't think we have an Into the West, but did we talk about Voltron coming to Netflix? Did we? I don't think we ever did. Oh, oh no, God, we talked I'm about so it in news. We did talked it? about it in news. Yeah, so um, so I don't think it's come out yet. It, it'll probably be out by the it's time it's going to be this out this, Friday, this coming Friday, which will be probably be two weeks ago by the time you hear this episode. Yes. Yeah, so by the time this podcast comes out, um, the Voltron uh, animation will be on Netflix. Um, and just so you know, Big Bad Shadow Man uh, made a suggestion to me last night while we were playing Overwatch that we, uh, at least just for a little while, change the Into the West thing to It's High Noon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> my favorite. The whole apartment talks about that the second we hear it. Shit! Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. As Tracer, I just blink away from it. You yeah. know, it's, it's high right. noon. Like, right. just gone. My, my favorite is, is the uh, Tommy Wuzo. Oh, hi, new. Yeah, oh, hi, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so Voltron is coming to Netflix, and if you and if nobody has seen the trailer for it 
at, at least. I mean, by now it's going to be on Netflix, uh, so we're talking about old news here. Uh, but it looks great. It's done by the same studio, the same Korean studio that did Korra mm-hmm. um, and, and Avatar The Last Airbender. So it looks like that. It feels like that. Um, none of the lines really came across as cheesy, so I'm really interested in checking it out. It looks like a lot of work and production has actually been into it. Yeah. I'm really excited, especially a couple of the uh, the voice cast members that are a part of it. You got Steven Yoon, who's from The Walking Dead, and then okay, um, this name this name may not be recognizable to you guys. Reese Darby. Nope. Do you remember the Shark Fighter episode of the Aquabat Super Show? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's the shark fighter. He's shark fighter. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Then, yes, I do know. But he's a uh, very funny Australian comedian, too. And he's also, he was also in Flight of the Concords as well. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, so uh, that's what we're going to talk about there. So that was, that was Into the West. It's All right. Cool. I have some statistics. So let's. <laughs> let's statistics. Um, first stars, uh, Kyuzu surveyed, uh, about 1400 Japanese residents who own their own apartment or home or whatever. And, um, how many, uh, do, Victoria, you have your own place. How often do you answer the door whenever it's knocked on? Do, well, seeing as you can't even get into our building without a thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I no, my old apartment complex I'm, in Florida, though. I'm yeah. Um, I mean... It was usually pizza, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But I looked through, like, the people. My roommate, though, couldn't reach it because she was short as hell. I love her, but she's short. And <laughs> she couldn't see out people, and she opened the door one day, and it was some sketchy dude, so... Yep, I, um... I, that's really neat. Yeah, that's actually, that's one thing that happened to me when uh, I lived in Florida, when Andrew and I lived in Florida, is uh, we had people knock on our door all the time. They were either, A, saying that they were trying to sell book subscription yeah, magazines from UCF. magazine yeah from uh for ucf so that they could get tuition money or whatever and then there was one time where i answered the door well one was mormons and then two was uh <laughs> these two guys, random guys I, I was home alone at that time but i think like there there have been known home invasions in florida for people who answered the door and then at it, our apartment building yeah and as soon as they open up the door they kick it in and then they steal your so you, you open up the door and you're just like i have a gun yeah, <laughs> on me. And I think that happened one time, but I think that I was bigger than them. So when they saw that I was bigger than them, they left. Uh, they just put on this fake spiel. And then I looked out the window as they were walking away and they got stopped by security and they got thrown out. So anyways, in Japan, 14, this is relevant, 1,400 people were surveyed about answering, knocking on their doors. How many people in Japan do you think answered their doors? I would probably say... I feel like not a lot. I think it's about 50-50. Um, I would say about 42%. I feel like they're healthy, so I don't feel like they order takeout as often as we do, so they probably don't answer the door as often. That's, um, that's, you guys are actually really close. Uh, 46.4% oh. of people do not answer their door ever. 46%, you know? Because, okay, so here's the thing about Japan. There's a lot of people going around selling stuff. There's a lot of door-to-door salesmen still. And did you know that if you don't lock your door in Japan, that salesmen can walk, they're allowed to walk into your house as long as they stay in that area where you keep shoes? Huh. They'll just walk right in. They, they can, if, if, so if you leave your door unlocked in Japan, a salesman can just walk into your house. 
So, no but they can't pass the salesman barrier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the salesman talismans yeah. are up. Um, older people, o- older people just find it too much of a hassle to answer the door. They think it's a pain in the ass, so they're just like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna sit here." Uh, and then there are, of it's course, they'll come back later. I would rather die. <laughs> yeah, and then of course there are just neats who. Uh, no, just do their neat thing and, and not answer the door ever. I'm playing my special VR game. Leave me alone. <laughs> Go away, Baton. Go away, Baton. Uh, that was a idi- idiocracy joke. If yes. nobody's seen that movie, so I was actually quite surprised. I was I was less surprised about people not answering their door. But I was more surprised at the practices that people take in answering their doors in Japan. Like, like about salesmen and stuff like that. So what, That they can walk right in? Yeah. Yeah, if you don't lock that's, your door in Japan. That's a little strange. It's wicked like, strange. Hello. <laughs> Hi, your door was open, so I thought I'd come on in because that's totally normal. Great. Keep your shoes on. <laughs> uh, so that was our first statistic. Secondly, you know, when you think of the word goodbye, mm-hmm. the, what's, what's the word that they use in Japan? Sayonara, jane, matane. Yeah, the, 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 the most common one is sayonara. And um, how many people, how, th- this is a weird statistic because uh, sayonara is becoming a dead word. Really? 70% of people have never used the word sayonara. Or the phrase sayonara in Japan, ever. You know, now that you mention it, it's been a while since I've even heard it in an anime. It's always been either jane or matane. Yeah, um, actually, and uh, and the little, the informal one is the shitake, like that. Well, that's like what elementary kids used to say, see ya. Yeah. yeah. Uh, learn that from Erased. Yep. You should watch that anime, it's Erased. Um, <laughs> so, sayonara is an end-all, be-all statement. Sayonara means... Like, we will never meet again. Hmm. So people never use sayonara because they think that it's, like, a super formal way to say goodbye forever. So they use all other forms of the word instead. And um, this survey came from <clears throat> came from uh, LiveDoor. And I found that one super interesting. 70% of people have never used the term sayonara. If you so. think about it, that changes a, a lot of the meanings of a lot of animes we've, we've yeah, seen. Yeah. Like, it, when a character says sayonara. So when they say sayonara. They're usually about to die. Mm-hmm. We'll have to we'll have to keep an eye out for that now. Whatever yeah. what, what they use for but, and but the thing is too is you cannot translate that that way of saying it into English. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Farewell forever. Yeah. I mean, how often do you I'm never hear? Say that, though. Yeah, you never hear anybody. I mean, the, Christine has a has a thing like Christine and I. We never say goodbye. We we say always say see you later because because she hates the word goodbye. And she has a story behind it as to, like, her, her grandparents always said, see you later together. And then her grandfather went in for a heart surgery. And then her heart surgery said to the grandmother, goodbye. And then he died in surgery. So th- so nobody in her family says goodbye ever. So whenever Christine's leaving and she says goodbye to me, I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it's kind of the same thing. People don't say goodbye, you know, anymore, unless you're closing out uh, AOL. And, <laughs> Who uses AOL yeah. anymore, anyway? Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's still my grandparents' homepage on their home computer. Seriously? <laughs> Rocking the AOL. Yeah. All the grandparents. Yeah, it's a, it's a grandparents' thing now. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm on the American online. I'm trying to think of what I say to James now when he leaves out of curiosity in my head. Is it see ya? I think it's just love you, see you when you get home. I don't think I've seen it. Bite me. It's been nine fucking years and we're engaged. <laughs> <laughs> By the gods of Asgard, I shall see you again. <laughs> we shall meet again. I pray to Odin. <laughs> <laughs> By Odin's beard, we will meet again. My wench. Did you see that there's a, a Thor poster on our door now? No, no I didn't. Thor poster. His side is Thor. My, uh, if you close it, it's Spider-Man on the back. <laughs> <laughs> You both have your you both have your loves. Uh, wait, wouldn't that mean that? Ne- never mind. Anyways, it's time to uh, it's it's time to uh, go to the toy shelf. Yeah, we have a couple toy toy shelves that actually. I saw the the big bad ones that he continued on this journey of showing us this Evangelion Godzilla crossover. Yeah, which I think is awesome. Right. Yeah. Uh, so now uh, they're releasing with this crossover. They have. Uh, Little keychains, you know, like those cute little key charms you see of like the little chibi characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually had a lot of them. Um, mine fell off actually. Um, I, I used to have one on my keychain, uh, but now so they're releasing more of them. And you have Ava Unit One with Godzilla. Yeah, they're, they're, okay. So the, the way that they work is it, they either take a Godzilla character with an Ava character riding on their back. Or an Ava character with a Godzilla character riding on their back. Yeah, so you got Ava Unit 1 with um, with Big Godzilla. You have Shinji with Little Baby Godzilla. You have Rei with Mothra. You have Asuka with King Ghidorah. Which is the cutest one, by the way. Yeah, and you have... Uh, what's his name? Kaoru? Is it... Kaoru? Is it Kaoru? Yeah, I think it's Kaoru. I, for- I forget. It's been a long time since I've seen that part. Uh, Kaoru with Mecha Godzilla. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, I like the Asuka and King Ghidorah one. Yeah, I actually, I really like Rey and Mothra as well. But but please but, don't let there be a movie where it's supposed to be Shinji versus Godzilla because it'll just be two and a half hours of him in a fetal position saying, "I mustn't run away. I mustn't run away. I mustn't run away." Well, I mean, Godzilla would only be in it for like five minutes though, so you know, <laughs> he mustn't run away from Godzilla. But Godzilla's not there yet, so that is kind of true. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That one fell flat. Anyway, so uh, thanks, Big Bad, for sending us over that stuff. I hope you keep sending us uh, the Godzilla Evangelion crossovers because I love Evangelion and I also love Godzilla. But I think you love Godzilla more. Just saying. <laughs> do we have another toy shelf? We do. Um, so uh, Tempsu sent us over a toy shelf uh, for a Macross model. It's like this really incredibly detailed model with opening panels and oh yeah look it's even got a little chair in there yeah so um you have all these things look Uh, at that little pilot seat it's cute yeah and uh i can't imagine this will take a really long time to put together um because holy crap it's 250 dollars for this model which isn't yikes super it's not super bad it uh okay so uh it's twenty five thousand yen uh, in total, which rounds out close to about two hundred fifty, like uh, two two thirty five, two forty five, something like that. Depending no, on what the uh, exchange rate is currently. Yeah, it's probably uh, the exchange rate is almost even now, but um, it I think it it's had a weird shift over the past whatevers. Uh, there's a, there's some very very high details in this model, and it is gorgeous. It reminds me that one in particular reminds me of those BattleTech figures we used to collect as kids. 
the ones with, the ones with the shooting missiles and the limbs that fell off. Those are fun. It looks like I'm gonna say that this thirty right here. It's all in Japanese, so I can't read it. But there's a picture with a whole bunch of arrows turning, um, and I think that's points of articulation. And I think it says thirty points of articulation. That's a lot. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah. So, which actually makes me curious now, is this a model, or is it actually an action figure? Yeah, is it, is it like a kit that you put together? Or... Interesting. Yeah, well, that's cool. very cool. Thanks, Semsu. Yeah. So now, let's uh, let's talk about what we're watching. And I watched something new this, this week. I actually started last night in the interest of the show. And uh, uh, this was something that Evan sent to us. Yeah, although I had seen... Uh, an announcement. I'm like catching up. Like Evan's sending me all this stuff, which is awesome. But I catch up, I'm catching up beforehand uh, because I saw this that Disco Tech Media is now streaming it. I give up Miss Machiko. Yes. And Crunchyroll also jumped at the opportunity to license it as well. So Crunchyroll also streams Miss Machiko. Miss Machiko. What Evan? Do you know what year it came out? Came out in 1983, I believe, and it was one Damn. of the first anime series that was produced by Studio Piero, who would later go on to do Naruto and Bleach and a lot of the bigger named anime series out there. Yeah, and for it's weird because the show it looks like that old Doraemon style where everybody's yeah. a shape. Yeah, you know, like like the and that was the style back then. If you think about it, like many many of the main mainstream anime series out there had that sort of look to it. It really was. Uh, and uh, Miss Machiko herself, the story is about her. She's a, she's a grade school teacher. And, but the, the series is one of the first etchy shows of its kind. Mm-hmm. Because I, it's... I, I don't want... I, I hate going on rants like this or what, but it's so misogynistic. <laughs> There's, the show itself, because, I mean, you have Miss Machiko, who is a grade school teacher... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And all of her kids were like, ah, she's so beautiful. And then, like, her first day at school, like, the the teacher has her over the TV. And now she's like, this is Miss Machiko. Here's an intro video that we made. It's her in a bathing suit and swimming and doing gymnastics and, and like, her tights and, and everything like that. And, and Miss Machiko is like – and there's a, an old woman who's, like, uh, like she's a grumpy old – teacher lady who's like that's not right miss machiko are you embarrassed and miss machiko's like no not at all and then you know and then she goes to the kids and the kids are like ah she's so pretty let me touch her boobs and you know and they do and uh she's just and the reason why the show's called i give up is because her catchphrase is oh i give up you know and and she just like gives in 
Although but, she does get back at them at times too. Right. Yeah. Her way, her way of disciplining her kids is like when they prank her, she pranks them back, which I think is an interesting feat. You know, it's kind of like the, it, it's like that Whoopi Goldberg and sister act vibe <laughs> sort of thing. Really? I don't know. What? That's the first thing. That's the first thing that popped into my head. You know what? It's more of like the the pranks that they pull on Jackass. Like they they go for one prank, and then the other guy comes up with a much bigger prank, and then so on and so forth. And then somebody dies. But the show it, it was funny. But after the after the first episode, because it, it was bro- the first episode was broken up into fifteen minute segments where like you you watch half of it and then you watch the second half, which is something kind of different. And then and then at the end of the first episode, I was like, "Yeah, I get it." And uh, so, like, like I, I am Sakamoto Kun. Yeah, is this better than Sakamoto or it's history? Yeah, it's history. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of where the etchy genre kind of got its start. And so, keep in mind that this was a kid show too. Was it really? Yep, it was a kid Whoa, show. Wait a second, Mitch Ma- <laughs> Miss Machiko gets naked multiple times in the first episode, and it's a kid show, huh? Was oh, it like because really? there were a lot of people that were like the Japanese PTA was like, oh, this should be on when children are watching. Blah 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 blah. blah. I agree. Huh. It's not that's not a blah 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 situation. I agree with that statement. Kids should not be watching that show. Huh. But I mean, it it was funny, and yeah, there's. But yeah, there's like Miss Machiko gets naked multiple times in the. I mean, like not only do you see her underwear, but I mean, like then the kids spray her with a hose so that her clothes cling to her. So you the can opening see her. credits has her topless in the shower. Yeah, which was in the first episode. I I don't even right now. <laughs> It's for kids. So that's what I'm watching. <laughs> so that's what same I'm watching. With, same with how Ranma was for kids. And there was, you know, you see Ranma topless from time to time when he's in the female form. Uh, that one I kind of see as a little bit different because it was um, it was casual nudity and not like etchy nudity. Um, it was under the etchy genre. I don't know why in my brain, my brain for some reason is like, it was written by a female, so it's fine. You know, a female wrote it so a female can write boobs into a show. I don't know. Um, but, but that's not the case, of course. But Ranma was always like, oh, they're going into the bath, so of course they're going to be naked. Like, and that's just kind of how Japan is, you know, if, if Japan, yeah. if, if, I mean, Japan is very, you know, people take bath, baths together in public spaces and... And like, through so- and through, Ranma was still a guy. Like, even, even in the female form, Ranma was, was walking around toting, you know, like walking around with a towel around his like, shoulders. There's but... never anything really inherently sexual about Ranma and the nudity. Not in the entire series, even. Sometimes, but not always. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not like the it's not the main draw of the show. I'm not really watching anime right now. I've been still looking for work and watching unpacking. Overwatch. Playing You've been overwatching. Overwatch. I've been playing lots of Overwatch and still watching Critical Role. Nice. I'm on 39, and they're at 54, so I mean, four-hour episodes. Wow. And I've watched 39 of them. Wow. I like uh, it. I, I would like it, too. Yeah, four hours of Laura Bailey and Travis Willingham. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now I love the rest of the cast, too. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Sam Regal is ridiculous, and I love him so much. Let me, let me go to my Crunchyroll thing to see if I'm actually watching anything new, because I did watch some... I. I mean, I finished the second season of uh, the Monogatari series, so I'm up. I'm up to Neko Monogatari. 
So I am catching up with that, and then I only have a, I only have a couple episodes of Necromonogatari left, and then I'm going into the second season. I don't know how much we've talked about it on the show, but Nitoge, we, we talked about it first when it first came out, where I was like, oh, it's kind of a spiritual successor to I don't have uh, many friends, and or, you know, uh, Haganai. It still does feel like that, but the story took a weird direction that I didn't really want it to take. I thought the story would work better as a harem, and it still kind of is a harem because it, I, I still feel like all the female characters like the main character, but they're all kind of rooting for Akko and him. I don't like Akko. It doesn't jive with the internet's vibes. Like, everybody seems to like Akko, and I just don't. Um, I like Akko. Yeah, like, her personality is dumb. Like, literally, not... Like, I don't think Akko's a dumb character. I just think her personality is dumb. Well, Akko's character is that she cannot decipher the difference between reality and the game that they play. Yeah. And so... She legitimately believes that the people in real life are the characters that they are in the game. Yeah, and so I I still watch the show because I still enjoy the show, but the story is just getting weird, and, uh, and I don't know where it's going. Like, I cannot tell you like where it's gonna go next hmm. and that's about it and then um and then there's also cabanery in the and the iron fortress mm-hmm. cabanery of the iron fortress that is still really good and if people aren't watching that i still suggest you watch it because uh if not for the story um at least for the artistic aspect of the show that's it that's all i'm gonna say about that neato um because everything else is just jojo's bizarre adventure ushio and torah <laughs> and uh anything else that I've been watching on Crunchyroll since the beginning of the season because there are so many shows I'm watching this season. With the news of Clamp bringing back Cardcaptor Sakura. Oh, yeah. And with the manga, first volume of manga. You didn't hear about this, Victoria? I think I might have. Mm-hmm. I have the omnibus, like, all four of Cardcaptor downstairs in a box. Yes. I have Kiro Barros looking down at me every time. I have, he's Carol Barros was actually the very first anime plushie I ever got, and I won him in a Kids WB contest. Oh dear God, Kids WB! Kids WB, that's awesome! Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I know that they butchered the anime on on there as card captors. They cut out a lot of stuff, and I understand. And yeah, that's bad that they did that. But I actually like the English dub version of Card Captors. I did like who they casted in there. And yes, even the uh, Brooklyn accident Kiro. I thought that was really funny how they did that. <laughs> but I decided to, speaking of which, I decided to start rewatching Card Captain Sakura on Crunchyroll because all the episodes are on there. And oh yeah, the thing that I'm amazed about is that this show came out almost 20 years ago, but it still looks gorgeous. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about this on one of my most recent episodes of No Borders, No Race, but I was speaking with Scarlet, or Eric Agami of, of Scarlet Rhapsody, and I made the comment that this show, Car Captain Sakura, the quality of it was so amazing that I saw it as like a really big turning point in regards to the quality of animation on Japanese television. Right. Because when you look at... Because it was Studio Madhouse that did Card Captor Sakura. And at the exact same time that they were doing Card Captor Sakura, they were doing Trigun. And oh the gosh. difference <laughs> of quality in animation between Trigun and Card Captor Sakura is as clear as black and white. Yeah, night and day, for sure. Yeah, night and day. Just 20 years on, how, or nearly 20 years on with this show airing, just how beautiful it is, how still relevant it is 
two today. I mean, it, it's just amazing, like, how timeless an anime can be, especially one like Cardcaptor Sakura. And a lot of people say that Cardcaptor Sakura is the best magical girl anime ever created, even beating out, like, Sailor Moon and such. And I totally agree with that. Do you agree with that, Victoria? Yeah, I yeah. liked it way better than Sailor Moon when I was growing up, and I loved Cardcaptor. Because the problem with, like, Sailor Moon, I like... the cards still, like, really bad. <laughs> I'm still looking for this as well. But the thing about Stan on Moon is, you know, it had the, t the original run had 200 episodes and most of it was great, but you could kind of feel that Sailor Moon was kind of overstaying her welcome. But with Cardcaptor Sakura, they did the entire series in 70 episodes and every episode of it was really good. There was never a bad episode in the bunch. You know, watching, rewatching the show again, it's just, I'm just still amazed by how good of a show it was i'm sorry if i feel like i'm repeating myself over and over again but you're taken aback by a show like car kept sakura and the quality of it and this was like 20 years ago and it still looks almost as good as some of the anime that's come out today well i that's why the uh era of like 80s anime is one of my favorites i still go back like when we were at anime boston and i went to otaku joe yep. and found all those classics i was just in heaven and then uh, Otaku Joe was just like, here, watch this anime. It's by the Tenchi Muyo guys. And it was Photon. And I watched Photon and I was just like, this is awesome. Like, it was so good. It's because everything was actually, it, there's no digital animation. It's all hand animated. Yep. Um, and it's it feels a lot less clean, which is not a bad thing. Like, when an anime feels organic and not as clean and crisp as these new animes that are coming out look, it feels different. And... Man, like, those old shows just hold up. And that's why I fo keep my focus on the older stuff. I love older anime, and I love rediscovering and discovering new old anime that I love to watch. But the thing about Cardcaptor Sakura was, you know, it was all hand-drawn and everything, but it feels as smooth, like, very crisp watching this show compared to, like, a lot of the older series of, like, the 80s and 90s. And this was still, like, before the whole digital era. Everything was hand-drawn. But they put so much attention to detail in this TV series in such a way that no other TV series had ever done beforehand. Yeah. Nice. I think um, that was a great little history right there. Yeah, I think, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right. Um, Let's move on to our Tapagachi. Yeah, we should. We should move on to our Tapagachi, which today uh, we are so close to Father's Day from when this recording was released. So we wanted to do a Father's Day special of sorts. We kind of touched on it on the last episode. We did right? touch and on that's, it. That's where, yeah. the, that's where the idea to do this was even born. <laughs> um, and because what we were talking about, we were talking about Dragon Ball Z. And why were we talking about Dragon Ball Z? Because we were talking about Goku and Gohan. And um, how drastically Gohan used to be a whiny bitch as a child. No, yes. he kind of still is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, so um, he was kidnapped. I he was kidnapped so many times. But you have to think. Okay, so um, so what we talked about is there's Goku, and Goku in the Dragon Ball series as a child was this bratty little cocky punk? little punk who thought he could do anything, including like ripping off Bulma's clothes. Um, you know and. Uh, he didn't care. He was he was Goku, you know. And ah, I'm gonna do whatever. We gotta I want. keep in mind too that he had never seen a woman before until Bulma appeared. So it was more curiosity than. Yeah, I suppose. But um, Masaroshi didn't help. Did he not meet <laughs> Chi Chi first? Nope. No, no, because like no, yeah, no, it was it was uh, like as a tag team, it was Bulma and Goku. True. 
Yeah, um, so... so hey, uh, Bulma, where's your tail? Yeah, so uh, Goku has known Bulma almost the longest out of the whole Z-cast, mm-hmm. which is actually a really cool thing to think about. Which, um, in, if, if uh, you've seen, like, the Dragon Ball Super stuff, there's, like, this one Dragon Ball Super clip that's come, been coming out where uh, Goku teleports into a house who he thinks it's someone else's house, and then Bulma walks out of the showers, uh, out, of, out of the shower, and, like, they kind of have, like, this, like, little staring match, like... <laughs> What are you doing here? And you know, uh, and he just not and this then, again. And then Vegeta shows up in the house and it's just like Kakarot, like why are you staring at my wife in a towel? And he's just like, oh, I'm not here to look at Bulma's saggy boobs. <laughs> and, and then she, and then like they both get pissed off, and it's it was very like classic, like we've been here before. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, fathers and sons. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so you compare Gohan. Where if Goku was in Gohan's situation and he got kidnapped by Piccolo and was just like, I'm going to train you, um, Goku would have driven Piccolo insane. Yeah. So it's very different in that respect. And then later down the road, you have Goten, you have Goten uh, who is also... He's just like his dad. Kind of, yeah. A little bit. I'm, I'm not super familiar with Goten. I was actually, even when Goten showed up in the first place, I was just like, wait, that, that's Grandpa, right? And it's like, no, it's not Grandpa. It's actually son. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like our like Jonathan and I situation where we have a five year old brother. Yeah, we. <laughs> I have a six year old sister. Yeah, another situation. Yeah, but the funny thing is too that's an interesting point is that Goten got to grow up with Trunks, so he had a little another little punk to. So they were both kind of. They tag teamed it, yeah. Yeah, then so turn into Gotenks, so. Yeah right. So <laughs> that so that's a really interesting point to it too is that. Gohan didn't really grow up with anybody at all. He just had his family, mm-hmm. and you know when you grow up, Piccolo. when you grow up with just your family, and I don't think in the Dragon Ball Z universe they had public schools that that he went to or anything like that. So he was homeschooled, and so he didn't really have like the social ability to be around anybody but his parents, right? So so, so I guess the outside world kind of scared him. It doesn't help that his mother also babied him like forever. Yeah. Yes, Chi Chi. Oh yeah, it's really so did. true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then you have like parents mm. like Gohan and Videl, and then you get Pan, who's a little shit, just like her mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, she didn't. She had like her dad's powers with her mom's spunk, and she was awesome sometimes, but it was also kind of a crybaby. So she had like both of them. Oh, I. I like. I know. Pan. I know every single one of. Um, Akira Toriyama's females look exactly the same, oh, yeah. but he draws cute females. He really does. He does. I love. I love Videl. <laughs> Videl was my favorite, even when she cut her hair. I was like, yeah. Really, <laughs> short hair girls are awesome. Yeah. My, uh, everybody knows this. My um, my <laughs> Dragon Ball Z waifu was always Android eighteen. Always, yeah, was, yeah, always <laughs> She was badass. Yeah. <laughs> I I always used her in Budokai, but I never I never won a single match because it was Android eighteen. <laughs> I was Android eighteen. Really? Yes, I did. What? I always picked. I I am that stereotypical person who will pick all the girls. I pick all I the girls. Ass. Yeah, I, I always I always gravitate towards the tomboyish I girls. I stop my brother. So yeah. <laughs> I always gravitate towards the tomboyish girls. And I can't help it. It's just what I was playing. More interesting characters. Anyways, we're also talking about Dragon Ball Z, and this is not all about Dragon Ball Z. No, we should maybe switch <laughs> animes. <laughs> Let's switch animes quickly. Mike. Yes, go for Yay, it. Full yes. Metal. So if you go into Full Metal Alchemist, you easily have like the father son. Oh, try not to spoil him. anything because because mentioning uh, his his father oh, is very spoiler. Okay, okay. Um, especially since the two of them down here haven't seen it. So yeah, you can talk you about it without his, being spoiler. You know his father left. Yep. You know that he hates him for it. Yep. 
And you um, know he exists in this universe. Yes. And that he's very gruff. He's very, like, mm, I'm bad. You know, like, uh... He's, like, I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with him. Just, like, like I love the character at the same time. He's Evan, you've so seen all of Full Metal, is. right? For the most part. I yeah, I've really seen most of it. I don't know yeah. how to say it without spoiling things. But, oh, I don't either. I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, oh! But, like, Ed... Ed <laughs> can I say his name? Yeah, you okay, can. Yeah. So Ed and Hohenheim had that really strange relationship. But it's also that Ed is totally his dad. Like, there's not even a question about it. He looks just like, I mean, I mean a little shorter, but everything else, like, he is his dad and he hates it. Like, I think that's the reason, like, he's always always mad. Yeah, Al is almost exactly like his mother. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. They're adorable. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I freaking love Hohenheim. I think he's mm-hmm. a great character. Well, especially... Okay, Full Metal Alchemist, he wasn't so much. Oh, no, no. Brotherhood, Brotherhood no. he's when, amazing. When I talk about Full Metal Alchemist, I just skip over the TV series altogether, and I just talk about Brotherhood. There is a, there is a point mm. that's slightly creepy when you see how he first meets Trisha, and it shows his creepiness. But other than that... Was, it, was that in Brotherhood? Yeah. It was? I don't remember, I don't remember that at either. all. Maybe it was an OVA. I don't know. I know one of them, he meets her as, like, a child. Was it Conqueror of Shambhala? <laughs> I freaking hate that movie! I know! It on purpose! It just... Oh! <laughs> because then you have another father-daughter relationship that's... Oh, God. The other father-daughter relationship. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Wait, two, you do? There are two father-daughter relationships that matter in... They're like this other father-daughter, obviously, because Winry's just like her parents, like, taking care of people, just a little bit more like her grandmother. But you get... Hughes and his baby girl. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think you were talking about. No, I think you were talking about another father-daughter no, relationship. No, not go there yet. <laughs> but that's, that's, the, that's the that's the like father needs to go to hell, and I'm not mentioning this poor child and her dog. And just, oh no, but Jeff likes a, to post pictures on my but wall. But it was a chimera. Oh no, no, it's horrible. But like that that's a father that does not deserve to be talked about. But like. Hughes, though, his daughter is everything to him. And, like, she is just as bubbly, though, as he was. Mm-hmm. Which is really, really cute. Yeah, no, I love the Full Metal Alchemist uh, universe and the story that it's created. It's it's one of the best. And, you know, Full Metal Alchemist has a really huge message about fathers in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's it's really... It, it's Bradley overall... Bradley's a father. Huh? It's King Bradley's. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um. So like that's all I'm going into with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a spoiler, is it? That gets to a spoiler. Well, I, I mean the fact that that he no, has a son. He, no. No, yeah, it doesn't. That's, it's not, that's, that's not a spoiler. Other, that's a whole other dynamic. Yeah. Though, okay. Too. Yeah. So Apparently, I think he mentions his son in like one of the early episodes. But Full Metal Alchemist is a very family-oriented show. Like a lot of the lessons are about family and uh, and how it goes. And then you know, obviously, the characters continue on to have their own families, mm-hmm. which is like the Yay. ending of Brotherhood. There's a picture. It's my favorite thing ever. It's just so good. Um, so good. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's ultimate happy ending. Um, but more importantly, Full Metal Alchemist has a very father-based theme to it. Mm-hmm. Everybody is a father in that show. It's pretty crazy <laughs> how many fathers are represented in that show. There's there's good fathers, there's bad fathers, there's... Uh... <laughs> if Armstrong had a kid, the baby would come out with the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be a thing. He would have the curl, for sure. Definitely, but, um, but you know... like The baby would just punch out of the mom's body. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, 
as as much as it's like the search for our mother, mm-hmm. the theme centers around fathers. all the different kind of fathers that they meet throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Isn't that bizarre? Like it's it so is. cool. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Wicked Anime. Um, <laughs> I have more anime than you Yeah, please. Yes, One please. Piece. Okay. So One Piece also, like, there's, a, I'm pretty sure you don't even, like, meet the parents of most of them, or most of them, like, orphans and, like, right. everything. Yeah. But Luffy, we, fa- we found out recently, in, like, the couple hundreds at some point, you find out, like, I'm just going to say it because at this point it's not that huge, but it's kind of cool. So Luffy wants to be... The, like King of the Pirates. Yeah. It's really early on in the series, like episode three hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that you've got his grandfather is the freaking head of the like navy, who so he's going against his family, but then at the same time he's not because his dad's the head of the freaking revolution who's trying to take down the navy. So or like the government. Huh. Yeah. In his dad navy. is like the biggest name in all like revolutionary heroes, and everyone's freaking terrified of his dad. And then Luffy's just like, what's up? <laughs> He's going to be awesome and beat both of them. So but, pops? Right? <laughs> but yeah, like, the, Luffy is just absolutely ridiculous. But I My feel like, one, he's going to be like his dad and go against the Navy and everything like that. And his, But his grandfather's really funny about it, too. He's like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? Don't you dare be like your father. It's, it's fun. You know, boys will be boys. Okay. <laughs> He's you, not that old. He's this big, muscly dude. <laughs> you know, there's a really common theme in anime between anime dads about their fathers and sons fighting with each other. Like, I'm not talking about like having family squabbles. I'm talking about like fist fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, we have Ichigo and his dad from Bleach. We have Soma, Soma, uh, yeah, yeah. Soma and his dad from Food Wars. Are like that. The whole show uh, uh, based around Soma. Is like his dad is trying to beat his dad at cooking. Yeah, he's trying to beat yeah. his dad at cooking. Inuyasha and Sashomaru are always fighting over like their dad's swords yeah. and like well, technically their dad's fangs, like their dad in general because he's like a big awesome dude. Yeah, run the one half. And and the thing is too is when so the thing is is you know you, when you watch an anime it depends on what genre you're watching because mm-hmm. a lot of it is just like oh my parents are on a business trip and they're not represented in this show. Yeah. Um, uh, so Most of the ones I watch, they're usually dead. Yeah. So when um, exactly, <laughs> it's because um, you like the Disney theme. Um, I do apparently. <laughs> yeah. But when you so when you watch a show that has a father in it, the father is usually a pretty important character. Uh, just saying, and um, and so one of the ones that I want to talk about is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The the show is. All about the fathers that make the Joestar line, you know? And Except for the one time where it's a, it's a daughter that goes on to... Yeah, jo- uh, jo- Jotaro's daughter. Uh, Jotaro has a daughter, eventually. So, And I can't wait for that part. That's going to be awesome. Part six. You know, the Joestar bloodline that, that continues on from... So Jonathan Joestar has a son. And then his son... Uh, how did it go? Because there was an adoptive... Was it the daughter that was adopted into the Joestar family? I think yeah. that was how it was. Yeah, so, so um, the jo- Jonathan Joestar's uh, wife uh, finds a, a baby girl who survived the shipwreck. And so, uh, and, and him and his biological son, or her, the, the adopted daughter and the biological son get married um, and have um, uh, Joseph Joestar. And Joseph Joestar, uh, who's a punk, 
is nothing like his dad. Well, because his dad is only, is only talked about because they skipped that generation of the story because his dad was a war hero, died in World War I. Okay. Um, he, was a, he was an airplane pilot. So he kind of grew up without a dad. And, uh, and so he kind of, that's where you kind of get this like punk kid who's a trickster and, you know, really likes to beat up on people and, and out, out them. And he's smarter than everybody else. He has a daughter. Joseph has a daughter um, who is kind of like his da- uh, her dad in a way that's like she's flighty and maybe not. I don't know. What do you think? No, nope, they're different. They are I think they're different. Because uh, it's her son, Joseph. For, for one thing, uh, Joseph is racist because he hates Japanese people and he hates the fact that his, his <laughs> wife or that his daughter married a Japanese man. I think he can do, like, legally he can do that, though, because, you know, a Japanese man did take away his daughter and all fathers. No, 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 no. (laughs) He refers to them as Japs. Yeah, I know, yeah, Japs is kind of a derogatory term. (laughs) But but the thing is, it's written by a Japanese guy who's doing that. It's just like, this British guy is going to call us Japs. It's going to be great. Uh, Can we be saying that on, I mean, is that insensitive? I I don't know. It kind of is. You might, you have to be really careful with that. Well, I don't. I don't mean it. In Joseph jo- Joseph Joestar said it first. Screw that guy. I'm talking about the show here. <laughs> um, so so yeah, you have this like, whole Are you sure show. he's not just calling him chaps? Chaps. Yes. <laughs> he, he is from over there. Right? He is from England. Oh no, he's from New York. No, Sorry. no, he's from he's from England. Is um, he? Yeah, because he, he went to New York. To uh, Joseph Joestar went to New York. Jo- the the timeline for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is so weird. It, uh, think it, it actually makes more sense. I don't want you hanging out with those chaps over there. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, this is what we've been saying the trying, whole time. Trying to understand. Trying to be hard. Anyway, moving on. Um, Maka and Spirit. Oh my gosh, yeah, from Soul, Soul Eater. Eater. That's a really yeah. good dynamic. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they're really close, but she can't stand him sometimes. Like it's but you can he loves her so much. It's so adorable. He's I mean, plus it's Vic Mignana, so of course I'm gonna remember the Vic Mignana character. I'm just yes. saying. But <laughs> He's really good at that role. He is. Oh my god, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, um, I I loved, yeah, I, I love that dynamic in Soul Eater. Soul Eater is they're is, exact opposites though of how they act. Like, yeah, exact opposites. But that's also very, very true to life in the way that most daughters end up being embarrassed of their dad for a time. Mm-hmm. You know, they go through that phase. Like, did you go through it with your dad? Uh, you are, you have a really good relationship with your dad, yeah, so it seems I'm really like close you. With my dad, so like I'm trying to remember. I kind of thought it was cool. He he drives. My dad drives those like big eighteen wheeler trucks. So he <laughs> he's a trip driver. Trucks. Yes, he is. He always has my whole life. So like there was a day that we had one of those eighteen wheelers parked outside our house, and I was like, "Damn, what? <laughs> Damn, son. Damn, dad. Just saying. But uh, and he would like bring. Pepsi home all the time, which is why I'm addicted to it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you choose Pepsi over Coke every time. All the time. Yeah. But, like, it's... I've, I don't think I've ever been embarrassed by my dad. Interesting. Just have you, but have you ever had, like, those family squabbles with him? It was like, I hate you, Dad! It's yes. like, yes. you know... Every, every girl has that fight with their dad at some point. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, because fathers and sons don't necessarily have that fight. Like, the... 
The, Sometimes they do. My, well, da- my dad and my brother sit in silence most often, just like play video games or something. There's a difference between fathers and daughters because eventually, like the the father gets into a phase with the daughter. It's like someday a man is going to come and take away my only daughter, yeah. and I'm going to kill him. Oh no! Now I remember when I was embarrassed with my dad. Yeah. He gave James an application to date me. Yeah, yeah I've seen that application before. That's funny. And he's still waiting for it, by the way. Yeah. And he's like. James didn't ask permission to propose to me, which kind of pisses me off. Oh, off-like. yeah. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm just going to turn in the application at our wedding. I'm no, like, yeah, better or he'll kill yeah, you. Yeah, I agree, though. That's, that's kind of a no-no. You don't, right? Yeah. Right? Especially me. You yeah. guys know I have a very close relationship with my dad, so, so he's a little bit of hot water for me. <laughs> so that's the relationship between fathers and daughters. Fathers and sons, the relationship that you get to eventually is the father is afraid that the son is going to rise up and kill him. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's what? Yeah, that's the way he's going to kill him or, and take the, over his... Or the son's going to ruin the father's plans. Case in point, like in Tenchi Muyo, when <laughs> the father's always trying to be the peeping Tom. And Tenchi's oh. like, don't you do that, Dad! Yeah, that's a, that's a little different, actually. Yeah, I forgot about Tenchi. Um, <laughs> well, the so, son's also supposed to carry on the family name. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, the daughter gets a new name. <laughs> but you have to get through me first, son! Yeah, know? yeah, so you always have to... So there's always, like, this thing where you kind of have to prove yourself worthy to your dad. And, you know, so the dad tries to be like, Okay, son, well then, prove it to me, you know, and then, you know, they get into a fight. I'm my brother and my dad in about a half hour, so now I'm going to have to watch for these things. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> if anything, I think the only competition my dad and brother ever had is like a burp-off. <laughs> Not classy. Well, yeah, exactly. It's because your dad's legacy before your brother was born, before Ben was, you know, uh, alive, he was the burping king. <laughs> and now... <laughs> No, Ben is is facing him down. My dad drives in demolition derby. My family's redneck, just putting that out there. My dad drives an 18-wheeler, and he drives in demolition derbies with my uncle. And uh, they haven't in a while, but I know they do. I can just picture my dad and my brother competing against each other. Ben gets his license this year, so it's probably going to end up happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so there's always that difference between... it's, it's really interesting to because that's what I was talking about earlier when I said, like, there's a lot of fathers and sons who are always fighting, with, like, mm-hmm. physically fighting with each other. And that's what that represents is the fathers and sons growing up to have to prove themselves. Their sons have to prove themselves worthy to their yeah. dad. Take over the dad empire. Yeah. But then you get the weird aspects, which is the one that started this whole thing, which is which is Goku and Gohan. Yeah. Which, you know, well, Go- Gohan proved himself real fast when he, like, destroyed everything. Yeah. <laughs> and but, but always through and through, you can always, always, always tell that Goku loves his son. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's the thing with most of the dads. You can always tell. Like, you always know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, except Luffy. You haven't really talked to his dad, unless this is further on that I haven't seen before. But, like... Other than Luffy, yeah, most of them you can tell. Even, like, if you go in a fairy tale, Natsu's dad is kind of a giant dragon. But, um, <laughs> but he took care of him. He raised him. Yeah, he you know? raised him. He And he's, like, you see him, that he watches out for him still. Like, he keeps an eye on him. And, like, they, they, they talk about it. All the, like, he's always searching for his dad. But, like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to say what to say without spoilers and stuff. Like, there's, like, a point at one point they talk about dragons again. And you actually go to, like, dragons. Like, oh, your son, blah, blah, blah. But, like... Even all the dads, you just you know that they love their children. Even Hohenheim, he abandoned his family, but that was to protect them. Not yep, because he's an ass. Yeah, he's still a little bit of an ass, but he's not that bad. I think he's, I'm cool with him. I'm cool with Hohenheim. <laughs> when I have kids, James and I have already decided he already has accepted this that he's going to be Hohenheim, going to be Trisha, and we're going to push our kids around. Oh, I thought you were going to name one of your kids Hohenheim. No. <laughs> 
I'm trying. I don't want to be that parent, <laughs> but I make them cosplay. <laughs> like, yeah. <question>. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I'll have a boy and girl dress them up and when we let's go. <laughs> so should we wrap this up? Yeah. We actually have uh, we went through all the fan service in news and articles and toy shelves. So great. we we actually don't have any fan service continuing from that. So uh, so if you guys want to join us on our conversation about anime dads, what are you some of your favorite anime dads? Or what did you do for Father's Day with your anime dad? <laughs> um, you can email us. At wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where you can see us post anything, like, from news to videos that we may have just released, like the highlights video from Overwatch, which is awesome, and you should watch it. You can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where if you're not listening to this podcast right now, or on SoundCloud slash wickedanime, or on iTunes. Actually, do we have iTunes fan service? We do. Yes. Oh, we, we have two new reviews on iTunes yeah. that I, we have not read. Yeah. Speaking of iTunes, uh, Nerdy Show, it is very, 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 very important that you rate Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime and all of the respective shows, Flame On, uh, etc., uh, for reviewing so that we can be more popular with you guys and we will show up in more of your searches. And if you rate us on iTunes, we will read your reviews on the show. So go ahead, Jonathan. What are the new reviews that we have? We have two new five-star reviews. Uh, one, uh, the, okay, so the first one is uh, Yo Wicked Anime from the Wizard of Retcon. All right. It, and it's simple, short, but we appreciate it all the more. You guys are one of my favorite podcasts. Wicked cool. Strange news is probably my favorite section of all. Time. Yeah, strange news is like the favorite. And for I read that, and is that's this the reason. Last week, strange news. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and this is this is probably the reason why I'm super disappointed that we didn't have any strange news today. You know. Yeah. So uh, next one, we have insert positive comment using the word wicked. <laughs> all right. By uh, Fenrir Gochad. Oh, okay. Yep. If you like anime or Japanese culture, then you need to listen to this show now. Like, stop what you're doing and queue up a few episodes. Oh. The, amount, the amount of anime that comes out of each season can be overwhelming, but these guys can help you find that next anime to become obsessed with. All right. That was a, that was Thank a really... Thank you. Thank you, guys. Both of you. Yeah. That was awesome. That was... Wow. That, cool. Yeah. I like how everybody, every single review... On the iTunes one about Wicked Anime says Wicked something. Like, is it like Wicked A is Wicked A or Wicked A is Wicked Cool? That's yeah. why Fenrir decided yeah. to go very meta yeah. on this. <laughs> so, oh man, so great. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. Please, everybody, iTunes reviews, anything can help. Yep. So, um, so, uh, so with that, if you're not listening to the podcast on Nerdy Show, find us on iTunes or SoundCloud. And, you know, shoot us over. We know that iTunes is weird sometimes. You know, write a review. You have to sign up for iTunes and put in a credit card. But you don't have to buy anything. Uh, and having iTunes is pretty good. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Do it! <laughs> yeah, anyway, thank you for the reviews. Um, but you can also watch the videos at nerdyshow.com if you're not watching those videos on youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews. YouTube.com hosts basically the start of Wicked Anime and all of our favorite parts of Wicked Anime where we get to post views and now gaming videos from Twitch with our fans. And oh my gosh, it's I so wanna fun. play. Yay. And so as obviously as of right now, we're mostly playing Overwatch with fans, but we also like to play Senran Kagura. That's like one of our main go-to, hey, let's play a video game on Wicked Anime games. And then eventually Street Fighter and Tekken. Ooh. Ooh. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> uh, and so with that, there's Wicked Anna Play on Twitch TV. 
So you can go find us and watch a sign up, follow us over there. So every time we start playing, you get an email notification that we're playing. And yep. You can watch us and chat with us. Um, and of course, you can find us on all the social meets. You can find us at Tumblr at wickedanime.tumblr.com where we tumble, tumble things, funny things from around the internet. Uh, you can tweet at us at yo wicked anime, uh, which we get all the time. We're actually now that the uh, highlights video for Overwatch is out, we're getting a whole bunch of tweets of favorites and. Cool shares like that. Okay. It's a couple. We're not that popular. But I think that's it. So, Evan, would you like to share where they can find you at Boston Master Brigade? All right. So, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Master Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, if you're in a band and want to be featured on No Borders, No Race, or if you have any questions for our friend Sawa Sensei for her Nazo Nazo Nyango segment, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can find me on Tumblr at at b3crew.tumblr.com, on Anime Amino at KingBabyDuckESH, on Twitter at King underscore Baby underscore Duck, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Inc. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bastard Brigade and on Facebook.com slash Land of Esh. And for all your other gaming and geeking stuff, please go to the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, Nerd Crave, Smash Rook, and the Structure Network. And I do hope you check out the Electric Sisterhood site because there will be a lot of news and previews that we'll have written from the floor of the Electronic Entertainment Expo. I can't wait. Cool. Can't wait to hear what he has to say about about eye porn. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we talked about about that. VR porn. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. And now it's time to sign off. The only way we know how. K bye bye. K bye. Discotech Media uh, has started streaming shows, and the first... He bit my knee. (laughs) 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 He just bit my knee. It's because you're not paying any attention to him. He knows just what to do. It won't really hurt. It'll irritate you. Evan... uh, Whoa! Cat! (laughs) Cat! This is going to be a continuing problem. Cat! Okay, okay. Oh, jeez. Good. Don't come down. It makes me nervous every time. I know. Oh, we just sat on Iron Man. I feel like we should post a picture of the cat on the list. <laughs> so they know we're talking about. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what are you doing? You have cat ears on right now. Oh. <laughs> He's like, what? Oh. <laughs> You're right. He's like, what's going on? Oh. He's like really, <laughs> he's like really, really confused. Un- yeah, he's like very uncomfortable by this. Aren't you? I'm afraid. He's. You might need a new headset there. Yeah, seriously. Am I gonna? Is he gonna jump on me? Oh, that's such a good picture. I got it. I got it. Look, 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 look. He's like ready to kill you. He's looking at you like what? That's such a good picture. That is such a good picture. Oh my goodness. Oh, and with that, that's a good way to wrap up. We actually. 
Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.